0: They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Puck with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Hello! It's Frank Walker from National Tiles. That's what I wanted to wake up to. <laughs> You've missed Frank, haven't you? You've missed it. Oh, him.
1: gosh everything about him everything especially like the commercial radio aspect of it you know there's nothing like advertisements blaring in your face
0: that's the beauty of traveling you cannot listen to advertisements you cannot read the news you can escape it for a while have you done that
1: uh yeah on the whole i have um although i got a spam bot on my website so i've been receiving like an email every three minutes it turns out from this weird spam bot and um I opened it the other day. I thought I was super popular, and no,
0: not really. <laughs> you um. set that up yourself, mate. Just to <laughs> keep your just to keep your ego, you know, in check and all all bumped up while you're away. Well, that's it. I,
1: I got to say, it was more if you know, I open my. You know, when you sort of go to someone, oh, yeah, I'm a photographer, and they go, oh, can I see some photos? You open your phone. It's really yeah. good that you open it. And you're like, oh, ten thousand inquiries. <laughs>
0: <Very popular>. <laughs> 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 I must admit, most of the inquiries that come through my us. Uh, Shopify websites are uh, are spam bots. Yep. Yep. yeah. We can get you to the top of Google. Are you interested in getting more traffic?
1: Yeah. I'm like, not really. Um, Traffic's sort of not on my agenda at the moment. No. No. Where do we
0: find you, Matthew, on your adventure around the world? I
1: feel like you message me basically every time I get to one of your little love nests. Because
0: (laughs) I... I'm thinking, well, well, that GPS tracker I put on your vehicle before you left's working then, isn't it? You know, <laughs> a know exactly where you are. But yes, I feel that you might be in a spot that I've spent a little bit of time.
1: Yeah. Well, last time I was in Coral Bay. Oh, not Coral Bay. Sorry, I was in Shark Bay. That's right. <laughs> I was in Shark Bay. You and were in Shark Bay
0: in the uh, now, noisy caravan park. Yes. That's right.
1: And now you've caught me literally in the middle of bloody nowhere. Um, literally. About forty minutes out of Carojini.
0: Yeah, you look like you're on the western side where the uh, Hammersley Ranges are. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. How did you find that dirt road?
1: Um. Well, so we. I think you're on
0: private property. You're trespassing, aren't
1: you? <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a military base, actually. Um, <laughs> no. The uh, where so basically we've been in caravan parks um, quite a bit over the last ten days because. We had um we've been at Exmouth, so I've been doing some diving out of Exmouth and Coral Bay. Yeah. And uh we were just totally and utterly jack of caravan parks. They're just the amount of people who decide that you can just whack your stereo on as loud as you want when you've got four hundred people within a fifty meter radius of a caravan park. And they're just sitting there like blaring out slipknot or something like that at like six PM when it's like everyone's to cook up their dinner for their kids. Um, so yeah, we just totally jack of caravan parks. And so we got to Tom price and,
0: uh, I'm sorry yeah, to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, it's like Cooper PD, 24 hours in Tom price is 24 hours too many.
1: Well, you know what? It's, it's actually not as bad as what I thought. I thought it was going to be a <laughs> total. <dust bowl laughs> yeah, pretty really had-
0: low expectations then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they've had tons of rain here. So it's actually really green. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like super green, like Tom Price. You'd think that you were just in suburbia. Um, we haven't really spent any real time in there. We went to the coals, um, but yeah, we found this really cool little um, campsite. That's a little free camp um, out of town called Tiger Eye Pool, which was really good. That was a bit of a four wheel drive track, dragging the caravan up this near vertical rock sh- rock face. Oh, but um, oh dear, it was good. It was really nice, um, but a bit far from Karagini, So. Um, yeah, we met a bloke there who told us about this spot. And it is on Wikicamps. Um, yeah. Well, at least there's a campsite near us on Wikicamps. And uh, really empty, though, because there's no facilities. And I think most people kind of like to they gravitate towards the, I want to, you know, I want to lose and the water and stuff. So we're pretty uh, self-sufficient for about, you know, seven days off grid.
0: So, yeah,
1: yeah we've just found this little spot on the dirt road um, that's sort of halfway between two little campsites
0: yeah it looks fantastic. I love the drone shot you sent me, either that or your uh, your levitating is is, is is on point Just most epically long selfie pole. I tell you what. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very impressive. and I'm looking at your wiki camp for a tiger eye pool. That looks lovely. Did that have a bit of water in it?
1: Uh, n- oh, there was one tiny little gorgeous right. thing that had some water in it, but um yeah, it's pretty dry up here now, although you know what? Well, you know what you of course you, you know, know. You, this is your thing yeah. but like what surprises me up here is that the the land always looks wet because of the ore in it the
0: iron ore like the right. iron ore
1: so like the 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 you know the red rock like if you go to central australia the red rocks beautiful but it's like it's very dry looking right this kind of looks like it's always been freshly rained on because it's that really deep kind of almost purpley red so right right loving yeah. it yeah all yeah. oh, right
0: Right. That's your first time up that way.
1: It is my absolute first time, in well, it was the first trip to WA ever. Oh, you're a, a oh, like, I mean, maybe as a kid. Like as a kid, you know, we went to Broome. You know, when I was really young, and we right. we sort of we didn't travel around a lot. We were, we've been to Perth and Broome and that, but not
0: not seen
1: the space like this.
0: You don't talk a lot about your um, childhood or your parents. Well, oh, well, I can if you
1: want. <laughs> Yeah, think- mum, mum. Well, mum's a, mum just took out the uh, the first prize at the Victorian Artist Society Winter Exhibition for her beautiful gum oil painting that she did for our. Um, or oh. we, we have it hanging in our um, living
0: room. Open. There you that, go. There's
1: a fact yeah. about that, mum.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I remember your yeah. mum's a beautiful artist. Yeah, she is. She won Artist of the Year, award, Victorian
1: Artist of the Year award this year as well. So, she's wow. a. She, Doing all right for herself. She's a
0: talent. That's why I don't need to
1: mention her on a podcast because she's clearly got her own thing going on, you know. So I want to steal my thumb. Everyone's (laughs) going to start (laughs) following her on Facebook instead.
0: It sounds like you're playing catch up to her. Um, Mm -hmm. Where would would people find more of her artwork online? Uh, I think
1: Instagram uh, she's on. It's Gwendolyn Crumman's Art. Gwendolyn. Yeah, Gwendolyn. You're going to have to spell that. G-W-E-N-D-O-L-I-N-E. Crummins. Can we just say for everyone oh, yeah, is, anyone, <laughs> Not everyone who's listening But anyone who's listening um, <laughs> this, So it's just like for the record <laughs> It's 6 o'clock in the morning uh, WA time I'm in my car next to the caravan So I don't wake the child And Tom moments ago Sent me a photograph of him Looking like an old service station hot dog Scootering down the road Rushing to the office to do this uh, no, Which like. was a A very early eight AM. So, um, if we're sounding a bit vague and croaky, it's because both of us are clearly lazy buggers (laughs) sleeping in.
0: We're sounding a bit vague and croaky. That's just normal. (laughs) That's just that's just the art world. That's photography. That's it. You've had an amazing, amazing time so far. I've just been so jealous of what you've got up to, including swimming with some pretty
1: big fish. We had
0: whale, sharks, mantas. Oh, you haven't seen? I
1: seriously, I opened my photos last night. I was like, I've been posting a bit on Facebook, and I opened it. And you know, when you, I don't like, I don't know if you edit your photos on the run when you are away, or at least go and sift
0: through them a bit. I do. I love. I love that. I can't not do it. Yeah, I'm I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. um, I'm one of those people that can't wait to see what I got because I'm excited. Which. I can understand for other people they they wouldn't do that because I guess you you know lot like to blow up my own tires, but you know when you're starting out and you you're you learning a lot, you you sort of you probably hit rate isn't isn't very high, so therefore you're probably a little bit nervous about looking at your photos and and being perhaps disappointed that something didn't work out. Whereas for me, I'm just wanting to see what I captured and also wanting to back it up as quickly as possible so that I mm. don't. So I'm very big on my workshops, or my private stuff, anything. I've I've been known to do a shoot here on the Mornington Peninsula and have my laptop on my driver's seat, you know, on the driver's Such seat. Such a good idea. On the passenger seat, down the driver's seat. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Seat. As the responsible can see driver, the top of the laptop just to give me that extra height so I can see over the steering wheel. Let's not talk about cars, by the way. I've crashed two cars in the past week. Um, oh, no, not your Audi so TT. I crashed it. What the hell? I crashed it, Matt. Oh badly? my God. Like no, not badly. No, not badly. I was traveling along um, uh, the Mornington Tyre Road up towards home. You know how they say that crashes happen within like two kilometers of your house.
1: Yes, yeah, especially That's when you're an advanced sports car doing three hundred kilometers an hour.
0: I was doing the speed limit, and this, and somebody was turning in front of me. That it's not a place that I've ever found anyone to turn before. Okay. Mm. So legitimately they were turning into the street and the lady in front of me, I was blinded by the sun, she said, but also her foot slipped off the brake pedal. She went into the back of this person oh. and, then, and I'm thinking, hold on, why is this person stopped? Why is this person not moving? And why is this person light, flipping through the sky? <laughs> the brake lights weren't on, you know, so I had no oh. warning really. And, and I've, I've replayed it over and over in my head because I actually think I'm quite a good driver. And yet I totally... Yeah, you crashed I, two
1: cars in the last two weeks.
0: <laughs> totally balls it up. <laughs> totally <laughs> balls it up. next thing you know, I'm hard on the brakes and the Audi's skidding towards this car. Mm. And I'm like, ah, uh, this is going to pull up in time. Oh, no, it's not. And she had a tow bar on. Oh, back. no. Yeah, just punches a little hole. Just punched oh. a little hole in the front. Yeah, if she hadn't had a bar, I either would have stopped in time or it would have been uh, just a, a slight sort of crumple to the front, but instead it's punched this little hole in the front and um, a lot lower, with a lot less damage than unfortunately what happened to the other two cars. And of yeah. course, we pulled over, and we assessed the damage and everything else. And everything was like everyone was okay, which is which is obviously the main thing. And then the second one was yesterday. in My van. Oh, I've just been really sorry. I've railroaded your story here, but I'll quickly. No, I'm that.
1: just. This is amazing that you said you're <laughs> a, a great driver, and then you just crashed two cars in two <laughs> weeks. I
0: mean, <laughs> oh no, I can't believe this next one. I, I got some books out of storage and. And rather than back out of the driveway into this very busy industrial road which has got cars everywhere I thought I'll back it into this space and then I'll come out forward so I backed it into this space came out forward but then there's this uh, this black painted wooden fence that that is low you know like and and I I missed it and I turned too tight and I crumpled the passenger door of the van oh that sucks yeah i just uh, i was just like uh, yeah right that was never going to work was it tom you were taking that corner a little too hard um, well at
1: least with your car right because you've got that massive decal on it so it's really gone from like a a gloss finish photo to more of a rag finish photo now a <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> bit
0: of texture, I've <laughs> <a> texture. <laughs> all right mary was like oh well don't worry you can't see it much and i'm like it's a pretty big dent." and and the thing is though i judge I judge my car based on how I feel others would and they go, Oh, look at that car. That's had, that's had a few yeah. dings. I wouldn't buy art from that
1: guy. Terrible <laughs> photographer right there. Look at him yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. still. <laughs> you can't <laughs> drive a car.
1: How can he drive a camera?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I um I need to look up a panel beater today and because it's it's it had it I bought it with a few dents in it anyway, and it's it's shit me that it's got those dents. And I've thought, no, nah, I just want it to be perfectly clean. But yeah. but aside from that those Maybe cars- wait a couple of weeks just wait a couple <laughs> of weeks get all these cars out of your system <laughs> that's it those cars those cars you you press the metalwork and they dent straight away they're, they're not oh. they're not um i wouldn't say well built it's just they're not designed to absorb any sort of uh you know incursion so
1: yeah well cars generally are designed to be driving not to be you know crashing into shit yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) although that's probably not true they're probably designed entirely to crash into stuff these days i don't
0: know whether it's me or not i i broke the trolley i bought this brand new little trolley hand trolley to to move my books around from the car to the to the office and i broke that last night as well so i'm in this breaking mood um so i don't know i don't know whether it's just a run of bad luck or whether i'm seriously got something wrong with me
1: I think you should probably enter a running race or something and see if you can break a record as well. You know, like whilst you're on, on it, just use that for good. Use the power for good. rechannel it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I need to do. I am very sleep-deprived after my trip, but I'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah,
1: you, you look like you have done a lot of driving. Yeah. Well, fun. so can I, you know, just in the – you've you've made some obviously some terrible errors with car crashes and things like <laughs> that. Um, I have made one – Car crash error on oh, this trip. No. Not a car crash. It's a car crash of an error. Um, right. What did you do? So, the other day we did a whale shark, not a dive, there are swims because the whale sharks are on the surface. So, you don't actually bother diving because they're on the surface. So, it's just a snorkeling thing. Yeah. Right. um And I've, for those who who have, there's tons of people actually asked, out of all the things I've done, People have been more curious about the underwater housing of my camera than anything else on this trip, which is a bit disappointing because, um, you know, you can just Google that uh, and, but it seems more interesting to me. So that's fine. Um, but anyway, they have been asking about it. And so I bought a, I sold my D850 housing, or, or yeah, ages ago. And I've got this Sony A1 housing that I've, so brand new camera, brand new housing. Yeah. It's got a billion switches on it. Like, have you ever seen the inside of one of these housings? It looks like the inside of a piano. So yeah. it's got, like, all the keys are rerouted and stuff like that. So none of the buttons are in the same spot as what they are on your camera. They're all really conveniently placed for diving. You anyway,
0: told, you told us a story last time just to catch you up in case you're yeah. in amnesia or dementia is catching up with you, that um, you'd put it in wrong and you had to you had to come out of the water and you had to wire mm. it all off to so that it could be in the right place so the buttons actually worked.
1: That's right. And so this whale shark trip, I was like dead set on like, no, nah, it's all in properly, I mean, tested I it, I'm I gonna nail. the buttons. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I want the best whale shark photo ever taken.
1: Well, I just want this to be right. Like, I hate you know, there's nothing worse than, than having some stupid technical error, especially because when it's in a housing, you can't fix it. Right. Like, it's not like you can just, you know, if you make an error and you're even at like, we did that aerial flight the other day and, I, and there was an error, but I could change lenses pretty comfy in the plane. Like you do all these things because you've got access underwater. You can't, you can't do anything. Once something's not working, you just, you're, you're in the water and that's it. So I'm thinking, no, I'll get this all sorted. And I was very proud of myself. We had a pretty great wild shark encounter, not the best visibility. Unfortunately, it was pretty, pretty low, but really right. good encounter. How many, um, these,
0: how many did you see in the end? Sorry. How many did you get to swim
1: with in the end? You only sort of swim with one because uh, they're they're quite um I don't know if they're protected. I don't think they are protected. Anyway, they're they're relatively rare. Um, and even in Xmouth um, and Coral Bay at the moment, it's a pretty late in the season. So um yeah. we swam with one. We did a couple of other snorkels around some of the amazing reefs, but um yeah, we jumped in these things are also just for the record, if you've not seen whale sharks, they're the big spotty fish. Um they look like they should be sort of inflatable. Um <laughs> but, but they're about nine you, meters you, long.
0: You you so took one home with you, you deflated yeah. it, you put it in the back of the caravan. <laughs> they look squishy, you can't wait they to get really it home so you can put it in your pool.
1: They basically look like a stand up paddleboard. Um <laughs> I hope you didn't are, ride one like a stand up no, paddleboard. How no, it wouldn't how they're far? pretty well, they, they're not depending on what they're doing. This one wasn't that fast, but I'm pushing wow. a 12 inch dome port through the water, um, as well. So I found it very, very hard to keep up with it for more yeah. than probably two or three minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Laura, who didn't have the housing and stuff, that she said, yeah, you could swim alongside it. Yeah.
0: Um, did Isla jump in with
1: it? No, no. We've, we're lucky enough that on this trip, um, we have Laura's parents are doing the same-ish kind of trip in their own style. So we're kind of places where we want to have some, like a couple of days just to do our own thing where Isla can't, like she can't go diving, for instance. We take her on all the hikes and stuff, but but she couldn't go diving. Um, And we, you know, we also um, had a brewery that we had to test out. Um, oh, as well.
0: so, terrible. <laughs> my god, this sounds like a terrible trip, Matt. I'm so, we so just
1: terrible. um, yeah, we had so we you've, have...
0: ubered your, you've ubered your grandparents to come along, basically.
1: <laughs> well, this is the nice thing, it's like they're we're doing a very independent trip, but we have also it's been school holidays, so we did um, we stayed together for about a week um, up in Exmouth just because we could only get one site, so um, but yeah, it's worked out really, really well, um. But, yeah, anyway, back to my, my car crash. I'd taken these photos, and, of course, the A1 takes, like, 30 frames a second. I'm like, put on burst mode, Matt. Like, you just never know with this stuff. So, because especially with the, with so much crap in the water, you take a photo that's the perfect shot, but there'll be, like, a bit of, like, sea, you know, not seaweed, but, like, a particle yeah. in front of its eye or something. So, I'm like, no, nah, use yeah. burst mode. Shooting these shots, so excited, thinking I've nailed this. Looking at the back of my camera, so chuffed with myself. Anyway, um, get back to uh the caravan and uh load them all up i'm like these just don't look as clear as what i'd like them to be like there's just something about underwater shots that when they're not perfectly tack sharp a bit like landscapes you know they're just there's something not quite right because they're not shallow depth of field shots yeah yeah. anyway it turns out that um we happened to see six dugongs on the surface and i was pulling my camera in and out of the housing to change lenses to take photos from the surface and then underwater and when I put it back in, the switch that turns it between autofocus continuous uh, and autofocus single got uh, caught on the little thing and was <laughs> halfway between the two. And so my first shot of the burst is in focus because it was on autofocus single. Yes. But then as the whale shark inevitably moved towards us, yes. uh, the rest of those 5,000 photos are out of focus. So I'm lucky that I've, I've got from each burst, I've got one cracking shot, but which is enough. But geez, I was just kicking
0: myself <laughs> uh, welcome to the world of photography which can be incredibly wa- rewarding but equally frustrating
1: oh i tell you what i was just you know it wasn't even i wasn't kicking myself i just We were sitting around the fire that night and we were making dinner. I made a roast pork, it was lovely. And we're
0: sitting there, and (laughs) this is good to know. And everyone's
1: just, everyone's like, oh, Matt, you know, I'm showing some of the photos because, you know, like the the in laws were there with Isla and that. And Isla's learned how to talk about whale sharks. We're sitting there, and I just like the blood drained from my heart. Like everyone's all excited about this dive because Laura's dad came as well. And um, they're all excited about this dive, talking about how great it is, and looking at the photos. Going, oh, that's amazing. I'm like, it's not quite in focus,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: just like that well, moment. We no one like, else
0: would probably be able to tell either. That's the thing. Nah. You know, you know yeah. it's not. Um, I know. I, I think that tease Do you know? Like everything happens for a. Well, I believe that everything happens for a reason, and that there's. That it's just a matter of seeing the the glass half full rather than glass half empty. So, what if you were to employ that? philosophy on this situation Mm. what would you say
1: well i'd say it saved me a shit ton of editing because i've (laughs) only got four photos not five thousand um
0: (laughs) i would i would like to think that it means that you you need to go back and do it again
1: i think i'll probably oh look i'll do that regardless i'll fly to xmouth again in a heartbeat to do those dives do you know what like you're 500 meters off the beach not even we had manta rays 30 meters off the beach the other day ridiculous. ridiculous Yeah. It was just nuts. Like, there's so much life out there. Dugongs. There's just like a, a pot of dugongs. Like Laura. Laura was, wow. she her thing was, she's like, because like we did the whale shark dive. Sorry, with the like, dugong on a different dive. Yeah, we did the whale shark dive, and then I we happened to have another spare day because we were trying to sort of buy some time before getting to Karajini with school holidays. Yeah, and so. I'm thinking, like, oh, well, let's I, – I can go for another dive day. So I said, Laura, I'm going to take the camera. I was gutted after the whale shark thing, and I said, I'm going to do another dive day. They were really, really great, like, awesome reefs, and I just wanted to get this perfect turtle shot, which I got. I'll send it to you, Tom. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> sure it is. Thanks. But uh, anyway, the – yeah, we went out and there's like a pod of six dugongs just hanging out around our boat. Wow. And Laura was like, oh, "I don't know if I'll go snorkel go for another di- day or not because it's quite expensive." And you know, she wasn't yeah. really like she loved it, absolutely loved yeah. it, but just sort of thought, you know, maybe a bit guilty leaving either with grandparents again. And um, I said, "Look, just come because you're only up here once at the moment." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah," and and if you see dugongs, I'll seriously just die, like because that's her dream, her dream animal to see, and wow. um. And sure enough, she comes along, and there's this pot of them just hanging off the boat.
0: That's <laughs> amazing. And and after we talked about it on the last podcast, remember? You're like, <laughs> where do I find dugongs in Shark Bay? Yeah.
1: Oh, seriously. You go Coral Bay; they are everywhere. Really? Um, yeah, and like you can't get in the water with them. Well, not with a com- as a commercial operator, um, because they're uh, they're very highly protected. Um, but you, you can. I think you can go diving with them if you go with the right mob but they're not yeah. sort of like a general you see on, you jump in um but yeah it was so cool so cool and just as a follow-up as well, mean, get to the- uh on the surface they were like right on the boat
0: oh we so you're on, a- two- you're on the boat yeah yeah yeah, 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 right. yeah. we had you're a right two, right and, next- two and a
1: half meter tiger shark next to our boat as well just Stop hanging out it. just wow yeah like they're very they, when i say friendly i don't that might be not the right <laughs> word, but they're not um they're not dangerous when they're uh When they're when they're doing their thing, um, in in the shallows like that. Um, but yeah, so I've got one more thing before we move on to your trip because you've done an epic trip as well. I think we're banging on a bit much about
0: Matt's trip. No, we're Um, loving it. You've you've got all the news. My my news is boring.
1: Well, I've got two things I want to grill you about. Firstly, we are this is you're going to die. You're not going to like me for this bit.
0: I've got a topic for today as well. Would you like me to just quickly let you know?
1: Oh, so I can think about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's it's a topic that we've probably covered in the past, and it's about whether or not it whether if somebody copies your work, is it plagiarism or is it flattery?
1: I'd like to think you'd be flattered that I came. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that. For those, for those, I will post it on the Facebook page. Matt did his flight over Shark Bay. Did a brilliant job. Very commendable. <laughs> sent me a few photos of the back of his camera straight after he's very excited and i looked at one of them and i swore that he'd taken a photograph of the screen of my website
1: <laughs> well i was just saying like what does it really take to be the international <laughs> landscape photographer of the year Not it mad. turns out it takes Not about mad. 90 minutes in the sky
0: yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> anyway
1: go on go on you say something else um no well firstly that's what i was going to touch on actually i was gonna say that the aerial photography thing that was absolutely awesome loved it have you
0: done have you done that sort of stuff before no no not no
1: no, i've done aerial photography in like i've you know, we've charted a, a chopper over Litchfield. We've done some, f- like, flying photography, but not it's specifically not, about abs- yeah. we're not at abstract stuff. Like, I've right. always done it to get to, like, a waterfall that we couldn't get to otherwise or something. I've never done it with the intention of shooting down at all or yeah. looking for patterns and stuff or not near the coast at least as well. Yeah. So um and I will say have been loving my drone sick over here because it's it's just such flat landscape, it's so good to be able to fly it um, yeah. and get those perspectives. But what I didn't realise, um having now done that flight, is they are chalk and cheese. Flying a drone and getting aerials and going in an aeroplane and getting aerials are just
0: like they are almost should be different genres. Well, I well hopefully you can appreciate when I say to my gallery clients. Yeah, drones. I mean, you can get a nice shot, but really they're a little bit clinical.
1: But it's clinical. It's not just clinical. It's just, just that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely clinical. It's not that exciting to do, I don't think. I think everyone gets very novelty for like a little while and then you're kind of like a uh, stupid little buzzy thing. Um, but it does get you shots that you couldn't
0: get otherwise. Oh, they, look, That's it. But the the skill involved in using a drone versus photographing out of a plane or a helicopter at 200 kilometers an hour is is quite different.
1: It is very different, but it's also yeah. what you can achieve. Like I noticed that um, purely the altitude and the ability to have um, zoom or wide, like I, I was surprised at, I guess, how wide I was shooting given how high I was. Like yeah. if I took, I kind of think about like, it's not lens compression, obviously, because it's sort of a very flat sort of thing you're photographing. But if I, I'm, I'm picturing if I took a drone, you know, like um, what's it called? Is it called the tree? Yep. in Shark Bay, right? So let's yeah. use that as an example. If I tried to shoot that with a drone...
0: Well, you'd have to be up at about 3,000 feet.
1: Yeah, which you can't be. No. So if you were to try and shoot it, you'd need to be using a drone with a wide-angle lens adapter, which would then create a distortion that would mean you would never get the clarity because you'd start getting that um, that uh, specular highlight on the water way too quickly. So even if you, shot, if you put your drone up to 500 metres, which is not it's, it's possible but it's not legal just for everyone. Yes, um yes, even if you yes, put yes. it right up there We're all about following the rules here Matthew. You'd have to whack your that lens on and it wouldn't be the same whereas like in that plane that you get such altitude and you're so far away from everything that all the crappy little details that ruin a photo, you know like the um I'm talking about like imperfections, you you you're high enough that the imperfections disappear. Yeah. And so totally different shots. I I always kind of thought that they were just like a, the drone was like a, you know, a cheap alternative where, you
0: know, to it, but it's, I think it's really different. I was really surprised. Yeah. 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 No, it's amazing. Um, Obviously, you know, that, that drone, the, the the ability to fly in a plane or a helicopter and just cover such a great amount of area in a short space of time, I mean, what, are up for an hour, hour and a half or something?
1: Yeah, we did an hour and a half, and that, that was the other thing I commented on with Laura was just how much you can cover in that time. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is crazy, and that's what I think I've heard, you know, various photographers like Paul Holland and others that specialise in this space talk about is just the product productivity and the amount of if you nail the location, you nail the timing, uh, the, the amount of great photos you can come away with in the space of an hour or two. I mean, you, you could, yeah, you can be super productive and you can have 10 or so just cracking shots that you'd happily put up on your wall or put into a book, etc. I mean, just to relate that back to what I've done this year, obviously, we just well, not obviously, but we just published a Lake Air book, uh, which it hasn't officially been launched because we're still you know dealing with the snow book um but there's 113 shots in there and 47 of them came just from this year and that was just because the conditions on the lake were so good and so unique that we wanted to include those but um you know that's how productive it's been and yet that's 47 photos has probably come from you know maybe five ten hours of flying so it's not a hell of a lot but the amount but then you
1: also argue that you don't yeah. I was going to say it's, it's, it's five or 10 hours of flying, but people might mis, misunderstand that as well. Like from a book perspective, it's not five or 10 hours flying. It's probably, you know, tens of hours of flying and five of them happen to have all the right things going. Yeah, well, and so it's like well, you shoot tons during that, but like course, I can also yeah. imagine that it's not like you go, it's not like if anyone just said, Hey, I'm going to go book a flight for five hours you just going to get all that it's like you've been up right. there for five hours over the right times of day over the uh, yeah that's it you know i think
0: the, the thing my also point is you know somebody else asked me let so say how come the there's so many from this year well what, what do you think is it conditions or is it that you're a better photographer this year than you were previous years and i think it's a combination mm. of both you know, yeah. when, you know when i've I, the fact is i've done so many hours over like now over a hundred you tend to look past the stuff that you've seen before and you're looking for something different and that something different is often a standout and unique and, um, and exciting, et cetera, et cetera. So, therefore, yeah. that tends to sort of, the cream is rising to the crops, so, so to speak. So, um, yeah, that's another reason why, of course. And, and that edit, that those those 130 photos came from over 100 hours of flying and 40,000 photos that I'd taken over the lake. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you can afford to be very particular when you when you've got that many photos to choose from, I guess.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And I think as as well, like as you say, you've you kind of chewed through the low hanging fruit in yeah. your first flights and it's yeah. like so when you go up there again it's it's like, so yeah, right. cool. Now your hit rate's really going to be much
0: more productive because you're so right. You're shooting yeah. less you're shooting less, but what you're shooting you feel is um is better still because obviously you're not um you, you, you're liking what you're seeing, and you're not shooting the low, the low hanging fruit, so to speak. That's it. And I
1: think that that's happened. Like that's really typical. I noticed with even when we went and spoke to them. So we, we were probably lucky and unlucky in a way. So we were unlucky in that the pilot at um, Shark Bay Aviation he'd only been there for three months. Yeah, and um, he'd never done a photography flight. So. Yeah. He knew obviously what people were there to look at, so he was under no illusion. You know, it wasn't just like oh, "I've no idea where do you want to go," <laughs> to? but he, but he was kind of, he was a little bit like, "Where do you? You know, I sort of have an idea of what you're thinking, but like, what are you thinking?" And I'm like, yeah. "I don't really know," and so I sort of showed him a couple of photos that you'd taken and said, "Like, this is the sort of stuff." He goes, "Oh yeah, cool. I know this spot." Oh, this oh, spot. Here we
0: go. Yeah, here we go. The truth comes
1: out. Yeah. Well, you should be. That's where the flattery comes in. Um, <laughs> I said, "Tom Putt, look him up." Um, Oh yeah, but, yeah.
0: That, he said, no, he said Tom Pard. I know, I know that guy. I, I follow him on Insta. He's he's a legend. <laughs> I practically
1: learned how to fly through his website. Um, <laughs> but it. he was um, he's a relatively new pilot, and yeah. um, which in a way thing. was actually I kind of. I think, by the
0: way, I, I've I've used pilots there that have been relatively new. And they're just super enthusiastic and keen. And I've actually said to them, well, you know, based on these sorts of photographs that I'm showing you now, do you know anywhere else where it looks good? And they've and they've pointed me in the right directions to places I've not known of before. So,
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I think if you went, sometimes if you go up with a pilot who was, or like any guide, sorry, not pilot specifically, but you go with a guide, if they're really experienced, they kind of know, call it the best spots. And that is usually the low-hanging fruit. Like yeah. it's really beautiful shots. Like the the tree, for instance, awesome shots. Great. But you can't really do too much that's unique with it. Um, and so he kind of took us to like two spots that were really, I'll say, well done. Yeah. And everything else was just like, oh, I think, you know, exactly what you said. Oh, I think there's something like over there that looks like what you were talking about. And so we kind of just did like a bit of, we probably wasted more time than what we needed to looking for stuff, but it was yeah, it was a bit exciting. It wasn't it wasn't as clinical as going kind of going. Yeah, cool, A B C D. This is the normal route that we do, yeah. and then you end up yeah. with the same portfolio. So,
0: and I've um, got to I've got to catch myself when I go to places that I've gone to before. Say like Lake Air, where you're flying with different pilots, and they say, oh, you know, where do you want to go now? And I point them in the general direction, and they don't go the way I normally go. Mm. And I'm like. Mm, hold on a sec. No, this, this is not the way we normally go. But then I say, well, hold on, Tom, if you go the way we normally go, you're probably going to end up seeing the same photos. So let's do something a little different because you might find something that you're aware of already. So this brings up my
1: second question. Well, my first question, really, <laughs> have you ever considered actually going and doing your pilot's license?
0: Ah, uh, You know, that's a good question. And I get asked that quite often, particularly in the gallery, you know, people go, oh, so do you fly? Um, I, I haven't considered, and I probably won't, uh, there's two two reasons. One is that it's pretty expensive Hmm. and second, not as
1: expensive as hiring a bloody plane all the time.
0: Well, this is it. And I got to find out the cost the other day because I flew with Wright's air up at Lake Air. Um, I was just up there last week. Yes. Again. And I flew from William Creek to Birdsville, which is approximately two hours one way and uh, by the time we landed, we had to fill up the plane, obviously, to get home, which was, uh, you know, needed, obviously, and uh, got to see the price of the the fuel and obviously how much they put in the plane. So, did my sort of calculations per hour and um, and realised the the margins, which is obviously um, built in to the cost of hiring a plane. <laughs> just you as know, you like, swallow that little bit of vomit. Yep. the pilots', the pilots uh, time and the and the plane and the maintenance and everything and else. They
1: just take they just take unleaded, don't they?
0: Well, it's a form of unleaded, I believe. And yeah. it's and it's well, it's a, aviation fuel and it, it cost it was four dollars a litre up at up at Birdsville. So and we burnt um we burnt hundred litres to get up there in two hours. So it was burning through about fifty liters per hour. Yeah.
1: No Yeah, right. That not, okay, that's quite uh, a that lot. Was I...
0: three hours. That was over three hours. So um right. yeah. It was, it was about thirty three liters per hundred K or Bob or sorry, per hour. So yeah per 200k i guess you'd say um that's
1: also uh, the price in birdsville as well i mean you are in like what was the price of the bowser you, to fill your car i can totally
0: see that yeah <laughs> quite, uh, you know, um, pretty high i imagine that the, the mm-hmm. diesel costs um that i was monitoring while we were away um was the most expensive was at william creek which is three dollars twenty five per liter uh, it was wow. two dollars twenty five at marie um and we we're, we're not just, getting below two dollars fifty really up here your diesel, yeah,
1: yeah. We've we're about like I think the cheapest not much we get. Difference here, though,
0: mind you. We're no, but about if you 2 bucks 40 at the moment, I think at home here,
1: yeah, if yeah. you go Nullarbor is three bucks. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of places that are in the high like 270, 280. The, the difference is I've done eight and a half thousand kilometers now. Oh, let's work that <laughs> one <laughs> and towing a caravan, which is not the greatest what, fuel economy. What, of the what, all time.
0: What's your fuel economy then?
1: Oh, look, if we So fully loaded truck, full of water as well. Um, with no caravan, we get about, oh, 10 to 12.
0: Yeah. Right. um, With liters per hundred
1: Ks with the caravan, we go up to, if we have no wind, it's about 17. And if we have wind on the Nullarbor with the headwind, where the prices were three bucks a litre, we got as bad as 23 liters per hundred Ks. Wow. That's a lot. It was a really expensive run across the Nullarbor.
0: Um, (laughs) But it is what it is. Yeah. So anyway, so that's one thing. Sorry, sorry, to finish off that boring uh, fuel economy conversation for those listening, Um, I did 3,700 kilometres in less than seven days and uh, used 240, I think, 240, 260 litres of diesel at averaging seven litres per 100k.
1: Oh, that's pretty good
0: 7.0 yeah i was Jeez. super impressed because the I van our was, spare wheel
1: gets that yeah
0: <laughs> the van was actually loaded up with a thousand kilos to start with like it's maximum oh, weight like we we put as many books into that van as we possibly could
1: um, well that makes up for the lack of metal in their bodywork.
0: well it's, <laughs> exactly it's clearly there's nothing to it otherwise it's just a box of, it's a tin box otherwise um we made <laughs> interesting driving and i'll tell more about that later um yeah no won't get my pilot's license and for two reasons one uh, three reasons one expensive two don't trust myself and three pretty difficult difficult to fly and take photos at the same time i've seen one pilot do it um he's no longer with us unfortunately um but not not for that reason i hope but um you know it's I like the idea of just being able to concentrate on the photography and not have to worry about the, the flying as well. I think the only time, the only time I would absolutely consider it is, is follow this guy on Instagram. He's unreal, really nice guy, Andy Cessna Cam, his, his handle. Uh, Cessna Cam. Okay. He has his look own, that up. own 182, I think it is, Cessna 182 high-wing um, plane where he flies himself around and he's just done a big trip um Into interstate i I met him up at william creek the other day um he flies with a fixed camera in the fuselage in the back there that points straight down and so he has that hooked up to an ipad and photographs that way so he's not having to um you know hang out in inverted commas of the plane and fly the plane at the same time that he's taking the photos etc he actually just presses the button on the ipad to take a shot and and his work is Done much more at a higher level and and more abstract patterns over a greater area than what you and I were doing over, say Shark Bay Lake area, etc. So, yeah, right. Maybe, I can see stuff maybe maybe it's, that they're doing. Yeah, it is cool.
1: It. I, like I think that the, where I kind of see the the oh my god, this would be amazing to do, is that I fo- I kind of go for what you currently do it would be it wouldn't really make sense because as you say you just hire like a plane when you need it and because you got to hire a plane anyway and pay for the fuel so it's not like you know but what I have seen is a lot of people who um I've seen one guy he's a bit like Cessna cam he's a um, a truck driver but also a photographer so he does freight across Australia yeah and he does incredible landscape photography along the way now Um, he must work for a really low pressure freight company because most (laughs) people don't have time to stop and scratch their nuts but (laughs) <laughs> he actually takes all of his photography on the road. And so he ends up driving. And I don't think he does work for a major freight place because he, he doesn't drive the same route all the time. He's all over the place. Right. And um, I kind of go, imagine though, if you had a Cessna and you did the same trip that we're doing in our caravan, but instead you flew, like fly the yeah. whole Nullarbor, fly, and then yeah. fly up the coast. And so you yeah. actually could cover this insane amount
0: over no. time, you know, I think that would be super cool. You know, Tony Hewitt did that a few years ago. You know of Tony Hewitt, don't you? I know the name. Yeah, so Tony's um, a very well respected uh, landscape photographer out of Perth, and right. he his mate Glenn Glenn uh, uh, I forget his surname um, did a, a a thirty day circumnavigation of Australia a few years oh. ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, in, a, in a, a small Cessna um, and with two pilots um, and and just insane amount of hours in a plane, you know, to cover yeah. three kilometres. But they flew the whole coastline of Australia to document it from an aerial perspective and very much a sort of aerial abstract, just like um, – You've been doing over Shark Bay, and they produced a beautiful book and a exhibition called Gert by Sea. So, oh, um,
1: that's cool.
0: Anyone interested in looking up that? Um, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, get your hands if you love aerial abstract landscape photography, get your hands on that book by Tony Hewitt and there you go. I've forgotten his surname. So, um, yeah, brilliant stuff. And that's what they did, they flew the whole coastline.
1: You know, next time when you forget someone's name, Tom, the better way to do it is don't mention the first person's surname. Just be like, yeah, by Tony and Glenn. You know, good mates of <laughs> mine. Like, we're on
0: first name basis, so, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, sorry, I, I Glenn. Back and, oh, it's $300 for this book now. Jeez. Sorry, sorry. That's the signature edition. The standard edition is 99 Yeah, yeah. I need to order that, actually. I gave my one my book away to somebody else um, there you go. Oh, um you had two questions for me one was whether i or I don't get my pilot's license what's the second
1: one uh so questions? the wow. first question yeah so why don't you get your pass i get so that that makes a lot of sense um although i'm yeah i, I don't know i'm sort of i've always wanted to have a pilot's license it's like my, my childhood dream was to be a pilot so right. um and now that so, i'm just floating in space as a an art a, as a photographer i'm kind of going well why not do something was that because
0: um, you watched top gun too many times as a kid
1: no, you know what? It was, I think I actually really liked commercial, like big jumbos oh, and stuff like right. that, like proper pilots. Um, proper then, pilots. Uh, yeah, it's like, the, well, come on, man. let's face it. These <laughs>
0: ones that fly around in these sort of war planes, you know? Like.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but no, the second, so the second one, right, this is going to make you throw Wait, a little so bit of
0: Do you think you will ever get a pilot's license?
1: Oh, I'm actually really seriously, I've, I mean, I've considered it for a long time. Um, one thing that's made me consider it a little bit more recently is actually not these flights we've done up here. Um, I really love flying. My, my uncle used to um, fly a Cessna and he used to take the family on family holiday. like the whole family would jump in and they'd go on, we'd go on family holidays. Well, not we, my parents and that would go on family holidays with them, um, like to PNG and all sorts of stuff. So I've always wanted to do that. But Laura finished her uh, her law honours like last year early this year
0: yes yeah
1: and was admitted to law and she started that when she was she started that studying five years ago and has been doing it um remotely um whilst working full time and having an island and everything like that yeah and finished with first class honors and she made this really good point that she's like well For the last five years, it's not had a major impact on her life. Like she's had times where it's been a bit more stressful with assignments and stuff, but it's not really been, you know, like massively impactful um, on her time. And she's like, had I just kept saying, no, I'm not going to do it because it's too much effort, I'd still not have my law degree. Yeah. And she's like, but I just started it and just, it took five years, but you know, I'm in no rush to get it. And five years later, now I'm a fully qualified lawyer and I'm like, oh crap it's a really good point that you, the, the slow burn of some of these things, you don't need to do it overnight. You don't need to drop everything and do it. Um, and I sort of gone like, I don't know, maybe, maybe if you just sort of signed up to one of these things where, you know, a course where it wasn't, you know, all in six weeks or six months or whatever, yeah. just go, cool. By the time I hit whatever age, I'll, um yeah, I'll just happen to have a pilot's license to, yeah. you know, we could go flying Tom.
0: I don't know that I trust you. Sorry.
1: Um, who crashed two cars in two weeks? Uh- <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I probably wouldn't. touche, touche. I wouldn't, oh, touché, touché. Oh I wouldn't trust you because there's a steering wheel in the passenger seat. <laughs>
0: I, I, I wouldn't trust me either. I said that already. That's why I haven't got a license. <laughs> I would like
1: to see you doing that. Bank, bank, Tom. We're flipping. We're up. We're flipping. We're, up. <laughs> We're upside down, Tom. Yep. <laughs> Oh God,
0: oh God, that would be mayhem. We'd have some funny YouTube videos to show everybody, I'm I sure. Think that
1: would, we could do a live podcast from the sky.
0: <laughs> I love it. It's I love lost. it. I love it. What was the second question? You All had right, the me?
1: second one, because I know that we're probably running out of time as well. Yeah, we, um, we, we are. All right, so this can be a speed round. We gonna make you throw up a bit, but we are 40 minutes out of Karajini.
0: Yep. Um, and You're you going to pick my brains again, aren't you? I this have three like weeks. Free workshop that you get for nothing.
1: Yeah, I've got three weeks. Um, here if we want to three weeks.
0: Yeah, are you spending no, I don't three really- weeks at Carajini? No, no, not
1: no, not, we don't not we don't have to. But I've got three weeks up my sleeve because we 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 skipped over a couple other for yeah, of, weather, so. of other spots the south because of weather. So
0: there's plenty of other places to see in and around the Pilbara as well, like the um the it's called um the, the something pool. I'll I'll look it up. Spa pool? No, not spa pool. That's at Carajini. Yeah. Um, at the um, Milchester, whatever, the, the Python pool or something like that. Yeah. Okay. In the, in the, in the, I'll send you the details. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Now, the oh, question. I well,
0: totally stuffed that, that, that guy's name. Um, his name's not Glenn at all. It's Dennis Glennon who did oh, the Oh Well, there's a, there
1: is a Glenn
0: in that. With, at least. Uh, with Tony Hewitt. So my apologies, Dennis, if you're – I know he listens intently to this podcast. He He's a, one of our biggest fans. So I apologize. Apologise, Dennis, for, uh, for screwing up your name completely. Um, what we were we going to say? Um, my question: where, where to go in Carajini? Look,
1: I wasn't going to ask where to go because my plan to go to go. I'm going to go everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to try and do every walk in Carajini.
0: But you wouldn't need three weeks either. By the way, you'd need no. a week, not three weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah and well, we've got a two year old as well, so keep that in mind.
0: Um, yeah, but you put her in the... Haven't you got one of those little backpacks?
1: Oh, we do, but we can't get out the door here. Well, this is, is what my burning question is. You know, some places, everyone goes, oh my God, sunrise, sunset, amazing. And like here in the Pilbara, I've noticed like the sunrises and sunsets, just that light when it hits the mountain, but it, it kind of goes off the landscape. Is just insane. Yeah. Love it. Karajini though, and the same with Karab- Kalbarri. um Calberry at sunrise and sunset, I don't think would be as good because they're gorgeous and... Yeah. without the sun they just become a bit bleh. so my no, question for you is what time okay. of day is it is it worth an early early start yes. late finish yes.
0: yeah yes yes um when we do our workshops in Karajini, we're in the gorges before sunrise or shortly after oh. so um yeah you want you want those you don't want the light in the gorges you want you want to be able to for photography you want to photograph it with no light in it and uh you get that you can get some beautiful light but before about up to about 10 o'clock i wouldn't be in the gorges between about 10 and 2 the reason being is the lights is is very harsh you know you get that very contrasty light between Mm. those and the second is that you get the crowds coming through you know they're the campers they've got up they've had a lazy breakfast and they're like let's go for a walk in the gorge and and you're dealing with um the other punters that they get in your way so if you if you can manage to get up early and and I just think, you know, for me, being in that beautiful part of the world or any beautiful part of the world, having it to yourself is what makes mm. it so special. So, yeah. So getting up early and just walking through those gorgeous first thing, couple of hours, um, you know, and, and enjoy it for yourself, I think would be nice. Mind you, the the timing is not the greatest for you because you, the water is going to be freezing cold. Yeah. Going yeah. for a little swim is not gonna be fun. No, I'm not you looking don't have well, to swim. You don't have to swim everywhere, you know what I mean?
1: No, that's it. And look, we we um we did go to the Peninsula Hot Springs before we came and we did the ice the fire and ice experience just to sort of uh, you know, get, get a bit of a, a taste of, of that. So um yeah, right. you know, yeah, I often ice myself you know, I'm trying to stay a bit cold so at night I don't put jumpers on and things, just trying to get myself, you know, used to that.
0: <laughs> um yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, but yeah. anyway okay. okay, well it sounds <laughs> like you're going to have a whole lot of fun up there um, Shoot me a line if you need uh, further details about what Well, I got.
1: would love any information that you've got I would love, especially stuff in the Pilbara that's not Karajini Because as I said, we've got a bit of time up our sleeves We're doing the Gib River yeah. Road Speaking of car crashes <laughs> We're, we're <laughs> uh, hitting the Gib River Road in uh, in about three weeks And um, I, I've joined a Facebook group called, um, what's it called? Um, Gib River uh, Gib River Carnage, and it's just all the photos of people whose stuff has fallen apart. So. Oh,
0: I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the Gib can be af- often good if you get on it um, at the start of the season too in like May because it's just been mm. freshly graded, whereas about now, yeah. probably, um, yeah, had a little bit of – <laughs> I did 450 kilometres in my van on the Data track, which is dirt, <laughs> with nothing more than just a slight – tear in the wall of the tyre, which we fixed just by banging the rim of the uh, wheel back into place.
1: Oh, there you go. i
0: impressed with my beautiful Ruth. Ruth I'm surprised it right?
1: didn't shake those, um, shake those dents out.
0: Dude, I wish it had. <laughs> I had. It was so loud in the van with the lack of insulation. Oh,
1: yeah. That we,
0: Ella and I, both had our, our noise-cancelling headphones on driving the track late one night to um, get to <laughs> that spot because i just seriously thought that if i have to listen to this any longer i'm just gonna i'm gonna stop because i'm gonna feel that this car's not gonna make it full stop oh, it was that, i hate that, it was that loud. you know we had our we have
1: first little bust up yesterday we were driving no day before we we're driving into tom price and there's a dirt road there not even bad corrugation but i stopped to take a picture of some rocks and a flower it was a bit boring to be honest and um i turned around and there's just water pouring out the bottom of the caravan. Oh. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh. And I'm thinking, it looked like it was pouring out of the doorstep. And I'm thinking, oh no, like the tap being left on and then the, the sink blocked up and it's like flooded the caravan or something. Yeah. Open the door, luckily no water inside. I'm like, what the hell? Look underneath. And there's water coming out of the water tank. Oh. And um, this perfect, like this rock, we've got, it's all yeah. like got armor underneath it. It's a really beastly off-road thing. Yeah. But there's one 10-centimetre by 10-centimetre gap where there's oh. a, a connector into the water tank and a rock has obviously perfectly yeah. catapulted in there and smashed the connector off. Oh. So we lost 100 litres of water no. on the road, uh, which is pretty precious up here. Um, but Anyway, all repaired. But yeah, I, that was – and that's like something that's designed to go off-road. Your car, I can just – the,
0: the noise and the fear of it falling true. apart. My car is not designed for any off-road. But not it at all. Was a trooper. It was just amazing. We hit the we hit the track after Marie at like I was running ridiculously late. Like um I got, I got caught up talking to people, of course, and then and then um got to the driving out of Marie, I look in my rearview mirror and there's the sign for the Lake Air Yacht Club which is, you know, quite a lot. But there is seriously a Lake of Yacht Club. It's got like 450 members, right? And, and I was like, oh, I've got to go and take a photo at least. And then and then the, the doors were open to the to the clubhouse. Then I went walking <sighs> and we got chatting with the Commodore for about an hour, which was fantastic. Bob was brilliant. He helped me out enormously. and We had a great chat about the lake, share a lot of interests and passions, of course. So by the time we hit the road, I was like, oh, no, this is bad. I think it was... I think it was about four thirty, so sunrise was in like less than an hour and i'm like i've got at least two hours to drive <laughs> i didn't want to be doing any of it in the dark because a kangaroos but b um just just if i'm breaking down i don't want to be spending the night sleeping out here yeah. so i was kind of gunning it to get to william creek in time of which we got there by six thirty, which was amazing mm. um, and without so much other than just a quite deflated tire like wondering why the van was on a bit of a lean towards the driver <laughs> <laughs> because because my front driver's uh wheel was do was at 15 psi by the time we pulled up oh
1: god down I'm from surprised.
0: 60 down from well, 16.
1: if you're on those corrugations the reason your car's going to fall apart is if you're at 60 psi you're basically i was i was metal on metal
0: (laughs) well well you know like people go 60 psi that's ridiculous i'm used to blowing my bike tires up at 100 but i think Mm. most cars sort of run at about 35 don't
1: they well your your one being a light truck would be about 60 psi but if you're on corrugations that should be coming down to like (laughs) half of that (laughs) And then no, then the guys
0: so, oh, like so I have I have failed to mention that I did let them down before we started. Oh, okay. I thought um, you meant
1: you just left them at sixty psi. No, we, no, no, we did not I, I, I,
0: <laughs> I forgot to mention that I, we were carrying a thousand kilos. Um, so um, <laughs> I did need to keep them quite high for the bitumen, but I think yeah. I let out about um 20, 25 psi. I don't know. I didn't have a gauge on me, so. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I just went, I'll take about 25 seconds out per tyre. Oh, no. My <laughs> God. Curious, and I was looking at the tyre going, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> my God. My God. It was, it was very scientific how we made it through, God knows. But thank goodness to her that she got us there. God, <laughs> oh, God. It could have been a lot worse. All right, Maddie. Well, look, it's been great to catch up with you. Safe travels. You for the family. And uh, and we will catch up again very soon. Enjoy Carriginey, one of my favourite parts of the world. Will and, do. Uh, and see if you can find any books on Carriginey there, because there might be a little book coming next year, maybe on oh, so, All right. I know well, it has been done already, but I'll just see if they're obviously placed around the yeah. around the spots. And uh, I'll have a, a squiz. Yeah, have a squiz.
1: If not, I'll put it. Just send me – maybe send me a mock-up of um, what you can do. I'll just put like a – I'll get like an old pizza box and wrap it, wrap your mock-up around it and just place it there. And and we'll do some product placement shots.
0: Cross cross that Tom Putt's name on it and put Matt Crummins. Yeah. (laughs) All right, mate. Take care. Great to catch up with you. See you later. Bye.